0: Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This great feast of the falling asleep and translation to life of the most holy Mother of God, the Theotokos, the God-bearer. We are given many images from the Old Testament. The Old Testament readings from Genesis. Ezekiel, and from the book of Proverbs. And we have throughout our hymnody, and interwoven throughout hymnody to the Theotokos are many images drawn from Scripture. And it is something that, especially those who convert to the faith, or for those who grew up in the faith that are not familiar with Scripture, might think some of them are just kind of poetic license, as it were. Sometimes there is poetic license, but most of the time, the images, the particular metaphors, uh, poetic images are drawn directly from Scripture, and they have a deep rooting in Scripture. We are very used to reading and interpreting Scripture by seeing Christ throughout the Old Testament Scriptures, but... As you enter into and soak in the wisdom of the church, the church sees the Theotokos interwoven woven through scripture. But of course, if we see Christ, then of course we're going to see the one who brought him into the world. Not of her initiative, but of God's initiative. And so this pattern, these patterns, this Devotion to the Mother of God goes very, very deep in the church. And very early, we have in a manuscript in Coptic, uh, that is a prayer to the Mother of God for her protection. So there's already, very early in the church, the memory of going to her for protection. There's one particular treparia that jumped out at me this evening. Because it kind of made me laugh, to be honest. And this is from the seventh canticle. In his anger, Moses shattered the tablets made by God and written by the Holy Spirit. But Moses' master kept his own mother unharmed in her childbearing. Moses got mad and broke the tablets. Jesus did not break his mother. This image is very deep, actually, in the life of the church, of comparing the tablets on which God wrote with his finger the law and gave to Moses with the Holy Spirit inscribing the word into the flesh of the mother of God. Gregory of Nyssa in his life of Moses, this is one of these, uh, I'm trying to choose the right word here, Uh, This is one of the first times in the patristic literature and the writings of the Fathers where we see an explicit reference to this exact image. And it just kind of overflows with meaning. That we have one of God's creatures, not just uh, two stone tablets, but we have the pure Mother of God, the Holy Spirit, inscribing the Word. So we see an uh, equivalence with the Word, the Law, and with our Lord. And now we have embodied in our Lord in taking flesh, blood, from the Mother of God, that we have now the Word become incarnate. We have many of these images, and they are all to bring us to a great appreciation, devotion, And ultimately to asking for her prayers now the poetic license some might be a little bothered by the poetic license but the poetic license is always as orthodox it's not the either or but it's the both and it is always kept in tension it's almost every single hymn as much as we glorify the mother of God we're always qualifying it by saying because of your prayers because of your son because of your relationship because of who you are in Christ or what Christ in choosing you has elevated you beyond the angels. So let us especially draw near to the one who gave birth to our Savior, the one who in this feast we celebrate her death and also her resurrection, her being brought into the heavens to sit by our lord god and savior jesus christ the same end that we all pray for and especially ask for her prayers at the hour of our death in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen